0: Welcome to another episode this week in Metropolis. I'm Matt.
1: And I was born in the 80s. The 80s, yeah. And this week, we're talking all things nostalgia. Um, We're going to be talking old school mobile phones. How cool were they? Also, we're going to be talking about, um, well, we're going to be talking about films that were Good when we were young, but now when we look back at them, we're a little bit,
0: oh, not not really. Um, and what else are we talking about, Matt? Well, also, we're talking about a man who loves the 90s so much. He lives pretty much in the 90s, so, so there you go, each to nine. But if you haven't got Brick Phone and you've got something slightly better than that, don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, on TikTok, on Facebook, on everything pretty much. So don't miss out. There's a whole load of more content than just this podcast and just this video. So do check it out. We're always posting stuff. We're always sharing stuff that we like and that is all very similar to what we talk about in the show. So don't miss out. And it's a great way of reaching out to us. We've made so many great friends through doing the podcast. So, yeah, reach out and join us. But now. Let's get
2: started.
1: Here we go, Matt. We're, well, we're not live. We're recording this week because we fancied a change. Uh, But that's not to say we won't be going live again. Um, Other commitments outside of... This week in Metropolis um, have affected that this week, but we will be live again. Thanks to everyone last week as well. Um, loved the fact we had on our first one, we had quite a few people uh, checking us out and um, were throwing in their comments and questions along the way. But yeah, and also thanks again to everyone who has listened to I Am Matt Haley. We said we were going to mention it every episode, so it'd be wrong if we didn't. Um, we even had some of the people in the comments last week on the show live mentioning the song so thanks again we're going to make christmas number one there's no doubt about it um exactly have we got I an update see... on where we are in the charts
0: well i did see that not that but i did see paul mccartney tweet um before, recently um just saying how he's questioning his entire life's work after hearing by matt healy so you know if that's right. anything to go by it's um
1: yeah and it was a legit account yeah
0: it was, yeah. It wasn't um, uh, Paul McCartney 1986 or, or anything <laughs> like that. No,
1: it's the real one, honestly. It's the real one. It's the real one. Um, so, Matt, what are we kicking off with?
0: Well, one thing I saw, which is peak nostalgia, um, especially for myself, is Nokia are trying to make a bit of a comeback, and they're releasing... They've recently, recently released the 8110, which um, is was at the time known as the banana phone, which was
2: the
0: one that was in the Matrix, exactly that, um, except the newer one didn't have an aerial, so it didn't look quite the same, mm. but they released that at, uh, probably a year or so ago, but the one they're releasing now is the Nokia 6110, um, which I, I don't know whether you remember, um, it came out in 2001, so considerable amount of time uh, ago. I I distinctively remember it because around that time I worked for popular mobile phone chain, car phone warehouse, and we we sold a lot of these phones. These phones were the go-to phone for the businessman who was out and about because the I can't I should've written down the exact figure, but the battery life on these things was something like I don't know two weeks or or, or or something. You know, imagine insane. that. Exactly, which is something that you completely forget about having smartphones with big screens that drain batteries. But oh. these things lasted for ages and they were just bulletproof. They, these phones are absolutely bulletproof. Um, yeah, and, and people love them. And I think people because I remember you know working for a lot of a lot of time after that, and you'd still get people coming in saying, Oh, have you got any 63 tent? Because they were so standard, lots of car manufacturers put them in their cars as sort of like if you had a car kit, as they used to call it, for Bluetooth, yeah. that would be the fitment for that phone. So people would want that phone to, right. to go in it and things like that. However, I digress. They are re-releasing um, the 6310 as, a, as a, a new phone, which it looks different. It's got a colour screen. The old one didn't have a colour screen. But it has got Snake. So oh, you know,
1: amazing. Well, that's it. You've you've sold it to me already. One phone for snake.
0: Um, to yeah. be honest. But the thing you are trading off is because it works on. You know, it's not Android. It's not iOS or in, anything like that. It's um, Nokia's <clears> own <throat> brand of sort of operating system. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but as much as you're going to get is WhatsApp um, on it. But that's yeah. apparently they're selling that as a, a benefit, basically. And they're selling it as a benefit as it's it's not a smartphone. And and, a, and I'm guessing
1: the been, price of I'm guessing the price is going to be a hell of a lot cheaper as well than a smartphone.
0: Yeah, I, I've looked, and there are sort of some European uh, retailers selling them already, and they're about sixty pounds, something mm. like that. So it's nothing. I, I think before when they were out the first time around, and you know, twenty years ago. They oh, were hundreds, you know. No, very, very expensive, but it seems to be incredibly cheap now.
1: And, and we're talking like, although the design slightly changed, you've still got the actual push buttons and things <clears> like that. Yeah,
0: and it still has. I read a review of, of, <laughs> of it, and it said that one of the major sort of things to get used to is it's got predictive text, like which you you forget Ooh. about, like little things like that, because you're you're using the the actual keys doing it. It's got predictive text, which I know smartphones have to a certain degree, but it's, yeah. Of course, back in the the day,
1: you used to to have to go through the numbers, didn't you, to get to the letter if you were sending a text. So if you got to, I don't know, whatever letter, you might have to press number three three times or whatever. How old's
0: that?
1: It feels very old, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. But this phone,
1: this phone, I believe, now don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure this phone was in the latest Bond movie because I'm mm. sure I saw a tweet earlier today with um, one of the main stars in it, not Daniel Craig or Rami Malek, the female in it. I can't remember her name, um, British actress, I think she is. Sure, um, and she's holding the Nokia. Um, si- what would you say? Sixty-three 60- ten. Yeah, sixty-three ten. But is it called a sixty-three ten, or are they calling it a sixty-three thirty?
0: I think it's six three ten. Yeah, right as far okay as I was aware but but um, anyway
1: she was holding it and the second I saw it it reminded me because my dad had yeah, one of it, them
0: it's the same yeah it's called 6310 the new yeah.
1: one yeah i remember my dad had one of the original ones and yeah. and you're right it, it's quite an iconic phone really Nokia i mean that was certainly when i had my first mobile phone i was about 13 or 14 i think and Nokia straight away i think mm. we had the my first one would have been the... My first one was the 5146. Do you remember that?
0: The face-off my, one. Yeah. Mine was the same phone, but the... Amazing. um It was the, the, the orange variant, because I was on the orange network, which I yeah. think was called the NK402, I believe. But yeah. it, it was the variation of the 5110 yeah. was the main phone, but they called it different on different networks. Did you Amazing. Did you pimp it up? I had a cover wait actually I've still got the phone it's not on my shelf anymore I've got the phone in my loft that I, that I picked up from mum's um, not long ago and it's got a cover that is purple and green you know when you look at it in certain lights it, it, yeah. it looks a different colour but yeah, yeah purple and green but I remember people unscrewing the antenna and having like light up antennas and all I that had stuff a light like up antenna really yeah <laughs> I was young. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, don't they, judge they me. Stuff sort of go straight through your brain, the, the microwave <laughs> energy, where you got those. But, but it,
1: was, it was cool, wasn't it? You know, it when you cool. think back to, you know, the first generation of mobiles, when they were in a briefcase yeah. and stuff like that, all of this mm. sort of stuff was, like, amazing. Oh,
0: revolutionary, yeah, exactly. How small they were. to Like, if you track it, literally, I don't know, three years, probably less, prior to that phone coming out. Yeah. They were huge. It, yeah. it, it just drastically changed in the from the late from there. 90s. It just
1: yeah, from there it just seemed to get smaller because then I think I went to the thirty-two or thirty-three ten, mm-hmm. which didn't have an aerial and kind of started yeah. shrinking down, and then even down to the eighty-two ten. I think it eighty-two was,
0: ten was which little, was ridiculous. Wasn't it? Can yeah. you imagine now, like typing on one of them? Exactly. I mean, I would look seeing the screen with my eyesight, yeah. I probably couldn't read anything that's yeah. on it. Well, I got some, I'm glad you said about how popular Nokia was. I got some stats like from around the time of yeah. the 6310. Because mm-hmm. I think now, to the majority of people, like or particularly a certain generation of people, they will only know Android and iOS. And Nokia is like a footnote almost. <laughs> but in 2001, um, Nokia had uh, 30 billion worth of sales um, then five or nearly six billion in profit that they were in, in that year which is huge and they had 37% market share um, of all the other companies ooh, which ooh, I mean is again it was a lot of companies that weren't around aren't necessarily around now like Motorola was huge and Ericsson which then became like yeah. Sony Ericsson. Um, But to give you a comparison, in 2001, Nokia sold 128 million phones. Um, In the equivalent, the nearest equivalent, I got like in 2020, the iPhone or Apple sold 196 million iPhones. So they sold more. But the the interesting comparison, or I find the interesting comparison, in 2001, there were 962 million mobile phones connections get take a guess at how many w- there were in 2019 so these, oh. this is like registered mobile phone numbers basically
1: 2019 yeah um six billion
0: <laughs> 8.3 billion so so wow. there are way more mobile yeah. phones. in, in the model. ratio yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah well that's it nokia had a what, way more to have, at that time but currently there are way more mobile phones than there are people in, in the world, which, which is a, a crazy sort of thing to... Yeah. Well, you, you think, think business phones it and, and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People do have multiple um, phones, don't they, on, yeah. on certain occasions. So, yeah. Absolutely Burner but, phones. You know what? Burner phones, exactly. And that's why, the, the hell, why people would buy these older phones now, is just for that th- throwaway sort of um, untraceable do you think thing.
1: Do you think there's any value in old phones anymore? Like for, I mean, if you were trying to sell, say, your old um, first Nokia phone or whatever, mm. would do you think there's any value in them anymore? Or, or if you were know. sticking that online,
0: I, I don't think so because I, I know, and don't quote me on this, but I remember again when I worked in the industry. Because the technology was changing so quickly and the SIM cards were being upgraded. So like mm. the higher capacity SIM cards and so on to cope with the four Gs and the or three G yeah. as it was. Um, and they often didn't work. Like you you'd need to sort of upgrade your SIM card and that. So I think there's possibly a compatibility issue. And with And the batteries are dead on most of them because they had older yeah. the, um, nickel metal hydride batteries. They're awful sort of batteries with memory and so on. So yeah. Um, do, you also mind, mind think, hmm,
1: do, do you also think you would consider i mean smartphones today they're all consuming really aren't they because of the mm. fact you've got the internet at your fingertips you can yeah obviously still do all them old thing i mean i can't remember the last time i sent a text message i send whatsapp messages but text messages yeah. you know what's the point of them really anymore everyone's well, on whatsapp for
0: that, and that's it and i i I do sometimes send text messages because there are some people I do stay in contact with not on, on WhatsApp, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it does does happen. Um, Evening, guys. But I think, yeah, that's it. That, that, those few people. But I think that the benefit... I, I was seriously thinking and looking at these phones, and it's something I've been thinking about for a while, is going to something like that And just Mm -hmm. having like a detox, just having an an online detox um, and coming off social media and all these sort of things um, just to see how it goes. But I think there are certain things like between us, for example, we use a lot of these services to do this podcast. So like just from just WhatsApp, for example, you'll send me an idea of something pop over on whatsapp i'll have a look at it great and we we can have that interaction which you can't have with text messaging Mm
2: -hmm. so
0: things like that i think and you know like uh, google drive and and those sort of bits are just so useful to have yeah Yeah. sort of integrated in your everyday life that aren't necessarily a distraction it's not something you're going to be checking a lot but it's
1: it's an it's ease such of accessibility
0: for you, yeah. yeah. And even like tuning my guitar, I use an app to tune my guitar. Yeah. And you were talking about that earlier as well, wasn't you? And yeah. being able to um, plug my guitar into my mobile phone and it tunes it awesome or it mm. helps me tune it. Stuff like that is, is really cool. And you wouldn't have that. Would I miss that? Mm. I don't know. But it's the convenience of those little things. And Google you, Maps, well, exactly,
1: there is that, like, and, and Pokemon Go,
0: Pokemon Go, yeah, <laughs> that, that's um, but yeah, it'd be, it'd probably it'd probably don't be bad keeping that up for a little while, but you know, it's I, I completely start, get what you mean. You you start, I, I find myself thinking that's a brilliant idea. I need to do that. Let's you know clear your head a bit, but then you start saying, oh, but what about this? But oh, mm. what about this? That oh, actually, I quite you." So I don't know, I don't know. Mm. Maybe I'll buy six three ten and then um, see see what it's like. Because at the price they it. are, like, I mean, oh, it's quite an it's, it's a very, Yeah, pretty much an impulse yeah. buy, isn't it? Something like that. Um, you, yeah. I've I've heard about
1: it in the past. with have I think one of your favourites, Ed Sheeran, done it, didn't he? Where he got rid of his mm. phone for a while and he only contacted people via email. I think. Yeah. Um, you know. So I mean, people do do it. And that's that's not even just having a basic phone, but yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think sometimes we can be um, too easily distracted by it because it's it's there. Do you know what I mean? And
0: yeah. You've just got to check. I mean, sense. you
1: look. All you've got to look at is what we discussed a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the the social media blackout that happened and they all went down. Yeah. It it was you, were itching. We were talking about it to Robbie, weren't we? On out of the blank. Mm. Um, check that out if you get a chance. Um, and and yeah you you add that it's that kind of habit now is you know it's no different to smoking it's just an itch that's there really? that that's yeah. not i'm not saying it's as dangerous but at the same time you know when you clock in how many hours oh, yeah, you spend looking at your
0: phone yeah it's it's unnecessary if you think of like i told you the, the other day about the um There's a thing by Topps, the trading card sort of company Mm. that's Marvel, and it's pretty cool because you get like virtual trading cards. You don't have to spend any money; it gives you coins and stuff. But it gives you coins over like a lot of these free um, to play things. After a period of time, like you can open a box after a period of time, or you get free coins, or do a spin on a wheel every. And it, yeah. I feel in a way, I think it's quite fun. It didn't cost me anything, but I do feel like I'm being like a, an animal in a lab being trained. Like I'm, I'm a mouse that's being trained for the cheese. Yeah. Because it, I, I need to turn notifications off for one, because it comes up and says, Oh, you can have a spin now. And, oh, I can have a spin now. Oh, and I'll like, go in spin. and spin it? And then it says, Oh, you can have another spin in an hour or what? Yeah, I'll, wait, yeah. I'll wait for the hour or oh, I better open that now because then that'll give me another hour it's what, what's that getting me what you know, it's it's not it's doing nothing that like it's completely meaningless but you just get get sucked into that oh, mm-hmm. I've got another card okay. that's a new card you know it's madness
1: that. and that's what you wouldn't have with one of these phones yeah um but for for the listeners and the viewers what What's your favourite old school phone from back in the day? I I remember when I switched away from Nokia, I went to a Motorola Wings. Do you remember them? And that was a flip phone, and it had a it had a ring that. around the Motorola that used to light up, and you could customise the colour of the light. I mean, that was pretty yeah. funky, but the phone was awful.
0: <laughs> in comparison, it was
1: getting used to it.
0: When I remembered when I was looking into this, and I it's a. Uh... It's so a Nokia 6-something. I think it was maybe 6800 or something. It right. was a flip phone, and the screen could swivel. But the weird thing oh, about wow. it is it had its camera in the side hinge. So, like, you would... I, I think it was meant turn so it. that you could, you could turn the screen around so it was like a camcorder and hold and record. But it's a bit stalkerish because, like, you opened it up and the camera was facing that way. So, it uh, like, <laughs> s- yeah. surveillance. Creepy. That's, that's an odd phone. Yeah. Mm. Everyone knows. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: let us know in the comments um, what your favourite old school phone mm. is. Yeah. Um, but moving on from old school phones, let's talk about a guy who lives his life as if he's still in the 90s. Matt, you've been reading up about this. I saw it. I saw the headline. I remember there was an article, but I didn't read it. I wish I had. It
0: it was was in a lot of the press and certainly was trending on Twitter, which is how I saw it. And and this guy is sort of almost taking it to that next level. We're we're saying about, oh, God, you know, I couldn't cope with a a non-current phone. Mm. But he relates, you know, to this era um, the nineties, which I think was the era in that he grew up. And he's embraced absolutely every part of it. So in, in his he's decorated his house like the nineties. So you know for every part of the decor is he's nineties esque and he's in the pictures you see him reading the Ikea catalogue from nineteen ninety seven and and stuff like that. He's got old CRT televisions, he's mm-hmm. got VHS players He's got a cordless phone with the big aerial that you nice. pull out and and stuff like that. He even drives again in the article. He even drives uh, mini metro, um, sort of you know, in this nasty blue colour. And yeah, just has completely embraced it. So it's like I guess his his house is like a theme park, isn't it? It's like a mm. 90s theme park. I find it
1: weird when you say he's reading Ikea magazine from whatever year like surely there's not much point in reading that I I get the whole I get the whole I get the whole feel of making it you know having that 90s vibe or whatever yeah um but it's it's weird to try and as as if you're living in the 90s
0: well the weird thing I've just had had a quick look at the um The weird thing that I've just noticed is he's 23. So if he's 23, he would have only been alive for the very end of the 90s and probably doesn't remember it either. So he he says he wants to like recreate the coziness of his parents' home. But I think it's one of those important things that, you know, and the the meaning of nostalgia really is that you're remembering something as you think it was, rather than yeah. it actually was uh, yeah. as such. It's, you know, that rose-tinted um, yeah. version of it. But which well, yeah, you... it? Uh... Oh, go on. Let's, let's I was say. just going to say,
1: I, I was born in the 80s, but 86, so I don't even remember the 80s. Like, the 80s were huge for some people. Mm. And I'm, yeah. you know, proud to have been born in it. But at the same time, my knowledge of the 80s from a actual living in it, is non existent yeah, exactly. really. It's
0: minimal. Well, it's, it's relevant to your four walls almost, isn't it? When yeah, you're a kid, it's, yeah. it's your house rather than the, like the mm. the greater part. But yeah, yeah I, the, the thing is with it, I, and I'm talking to my wife about this, is that I get it. I get the, and one of the things he says, which I think is very, very true, is that he feels in the 90s was the right mix of like lifestyle and technology you had technology coming out and, th- and there were things that, that were sort of launched in in the 90s and the internet and things like that were in oh. their early formations and you had mobile phones not everyone really had a mobile phone though until much later no. um so it was less intrusive you had you, you could record programs and you could do like add videos and, and stuff like that um, but you weren't always on. And that, and that does really appeal to me, like we just said a minute ago, like, without that distraction and stuff like that. But would I want to listen to cassettes? Absolutely not. I bought a, a, a boombox. When you listen to cassettes, you remember how bad cassettes sounded. Mm. Like, and, the, and the thought of doing something like that. And the thought of not having the entire world's music on my phone on spotify or something like that mm. no i don't want that i don't want to pay like a, in the 90s when i was buying the latest alice and chains album or whatever or saved up to buy it it cost me 17 quid like why would i want to pay 17 quid for one album anymore you wouldn't. yeah it's it's yeah. It, it, so people will think oh god it's so much better but there's lots of things that weren't you know yeah that much better yeah. Meeting your friends, that, that old proper old person thing, but meeting your friends and having to ring them and say, I'm going to meet you there at this time because no one had a mobile phone and you would stand there and hope that they were going to turn up because if they didn't, you had no, you just went home again because yeah. you know, there's no I way completely
1: agree. I, I think it's, I mean, we're both parents. You know, mm. I think I think it's very different now to when I was growing up. I mean, I would be out the front on the green playing football or mm. run outs and all them sorts of games. I don't yeah. think kids do that anymore. Honestly, don't think yeah. kids do that anymore. There's there's not that. I don't think kids are necessarily as street wise as we were when we were younger mm. because they're not doing the same sort of thing. They're not exposed to it because a lot of it is in a screen usually. And yeah. that's not to say that I let my different. kids kind of... Yeah, I mean, I I'm not necessarily one for letting them sit there, stare at a screen all day. But it's just kind of... Unfortunately, it's kind of the modern day now. Like there's... Mm. You know, we talk about all the streaming platforms. Disney's there. So they can watch endless amounts of Disney films. I remember when yeah. I was younger, you know, you had whatever ones you had on VHS and that was it. Mm.
0: Yeah, I recorded you know, plenty of stuff off the TV that I knew I wanted to watch. And yeah. but it was that thing of that chance that you knew that that thing was on telly at that particular time and you could record it. Mm. Um but I do like and for me though, I'm a hundred percent in a fan of nostalgia in the sense of I do um sort of hoard programs that I, particularly and again this goes back to last week's piracy. Um, thing. There are lots of shows that I used to watch when I was younger Um like a show called Eerie Indiana which is a 90s show which is about um, a boy moves to a town and the town has all these weird things happening and sort of every bit like the X-Files but for kids is probably the best way of describing it and all, there, all these odd sort of paranormal things happening. Yeah. You can't find that on DVD you know you can't find that on streaming platforms But you can find it in other places, you know, if you're so inclined. I love, you know, watching back something like that. I think, oh, I remember that episode. That's really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Or going on archive.org. I spend lots of time on there reading an old, and going back to the Sega Mania sort of boys, reading an old Super Nintendo magazine or something like that. Because people have scanned them. Like, people are out there, and they scan this sort of stuff and put it out there online. Mm -hmm. And you can have a look at anything. Oh, I remember that game. Or I remember that episode. And it's nice yeah. to have access to that sort of stuff and dip into it. Because otherwise you would literally, without the internet, you'd have that memory and that would be it. You know, you'd, yeah. you'd never see that program ever again. Yeah. I agree. Um, and, and I think that's a shame that you, I'm a big fan of like having those sort of things. So you can share them with people. You can, you know, talk about them and, and revisit them. Because otherwise they just get lost. Oh know, it's like a historical thing. Yeah. No, I
1: completely agree. I mean, a couple of things that when I think of nostalgic things, um, the mini disc player for me. Oh, I love that. Oh, mate, I had this incredible Sony. I remember I got it for my birthday and it was this Sony mini disc kind of deck system thing. Yeah. And you could link it up to your computer, but I didn't have a computer, so it was purely whatever I was copying from a cd or whatever it was i think it had a twin twin tape deck it had a cd player on it the radio and all that sound was incredible because it was sony at the time but the mini disc and i had the mini disc player it was like out of this world i would take the whole stereo system to parties our good friend our good friend mark question mark we used to have parties at his nan's house because he lived with his nan blesser and we used to have raves, and I would stick on like God knows how many. I can't remember how many you used to get on there. It was ridiculous, wasn't it? Because it was all um, compressed files, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think they were no, were they equivalent to um, cassettes? So it was like ninety minutes or, or something on the disc. I made be wrong. Even, I, I, I think can't even remember. more, mate. To be honest, but really? either way, we I, I used to do like a whole playlist
1: and have yeah. it all down, and then we'd we'd take the whole thing to his his nan's house, and we'd we'd have a party yeah. there or whatever. Awesome. And, and that for me, like, I'm surprised because mini discs didn't really last that long, did they? Um, no, they didn't. When, when you think about it, because then all of a sudden, you know, we, we started getting iPods and things like that.
0: Oh, I think that's it. The, the advent of MP3s killed yeah. a, a lot of these yeah. sort of things. Who wants to? I, I remember being at, um, you know, in terms of reminiscing, when I was in college in the late 90s, burning a CD was a pretty big thing. And that that sounds really weird. But, you know, you get to study music technology, being in a studio environment, so had studios set up in the college, and you would have done a a tuning, say, oh, can I borrow the CD burner? And that was a big thing. You had to bring your own disc in, and can I borrow the CD burner, and burn this thing that took probably 10 minutes to burn or whatever. It's crazy. In my mind, that weren't long ago, but, you know, you, you... he's burning cds now isn't he? yeah really well no
1: mate i remember that we it. had a, we, we had a desktop at home and we my i remember my dad bought the the dvd or cd rewriter drive yeah. and we'd have that in there so you'd have one disc and you, he could copy a cd for his mates or whatever if he wanted to purely legal yeah. um but, yeah. but it's yeah, a backup. Yeah, it, yeah oh yeah it was a back it was a spare just in case in case it went wrong yeah yeah that's it not for his friends um, <laughs> but but yeah you know and that was kind of crazy and then it got to a point where you could like you could put a CD in and then pick the tracks couldn't you what you wanted burnt onto a disc mm-hmm. it was that's crazy but the other thing for me when I think of it, the 90s in particular when I was only young was no responsibilities um You know, this growing up malarkey, you know, I mean, before we recorded this, I had a shed load of washing up to do. I didn't have any of that to worry about.
0: <laughs> exactly. And my wife's not about. listening
1: to this, so um <laughs> I can slate it, you know, in my ear all the time.
0: Dear, Dear. good times. Good well, times. linked to those good times, mm. I think
2: we should hear this. Uh, Hello gentlemen thank you for having me on again Um, I know your show this week is about nostalgia So I started to think about what were some of the favourite films that I liked When I was younger but I had a feeling they were actually terrible So here are two of mine I looked at a film called Mac and Me Which I wouldn't expect anyone to remember um, And it had a 4% rating on rotten tomatoes but i remember thinking it was the 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 greatest film when i was younger and also it scared me and then i remember another one uh by we had hulk hogan in it and it's called suburban commando i did just have to google that and again i thought it was like the most amazing film ever i remember i used to uh, rent it on videotape every week and that had 15% of Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't know if any of you have got anything similar in that vein that you thought was great when you were younger and now you realise is awful.
1: It's a
0: good one. It's a really good one. Good one. And the I, yeah. I, um, reference I have, of, uh, I don't remember Mac and Me when it came out. And it was, it was around my time, because I think that was late 80s, Mac and Me. And it's famous for being terrible, but also it was basically a promotional tool for McDonald's, I think is why it was called Mac and Me. And it had loads of McDonald's sort of stuff and, and that in it. But the way I, the, how I heard about it, I don't know if you've seen, Paul Rudd used to go on Conan O'Brien's show and hmm. he'd, Walker, he'd, he'd say oh yeah i've been doing this blah 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 and, and you know i'm making this film and but i've got a clip for you of the film It's a bit exclusive and he, they'd talk it up and then they'd shown the clip and it was the famous clip that i sent you earlier from mac and me with the kid going down the hill on the in his wheelchair and then falling into the sea was that paul, that, rudd? paul rudd not in the film no but that was his running joke that I've got this exclusive film to show you, and then they would just show you that clip of the kid going down the, in the wheelchair. I think he first did it in the last that he said, oh, "I've got, you know, we've been doing the last episode of Friends, but I've got this clip for you, you know." That, I'm going to have to look any spoilers up. in it. Look them up. There are loads of them on YouTube. So that's the first time I really sort of acknowledged it and thought, "Oh, I need to I need to have a look at this." I have it sitting on my bountiful plex server i haven't watched it I, I, I I,
1: do you know what i'd never even heard of it i'd never even yeah. heard it and you sent me that clip and i was like what is this and to yeah. be fair the the other one that mark mentions the hulk hogan film it rings a bell but there yeah, was a I've few he done it, he done a few file. didn't he
0: didn't he do one on a boat or something i do you remember him having something on a boat he did a few didn't he um, but i know that name but i don't ever think i've seen that film
1: mm. yeah well the the ones that stuck out to me um one ones that well did i think they were good at the time probably just thinking of what my age was but they're two film uh, sorry two gaming related movies mm. one was um and and they never tended to do that well To be fair, I think only the animated ones were ones. I mean, we talk about the we've talked about Street Fighter Two, the manga Mm. movie, which was piece of piece of art. Um, But one of them is Street Fighter, the live action movie, which had
0: still not seen it. Even though, basically, because I'm such a big Street Fighter fan, I remember it being absolutely panned when it came out. Even though Kylie's in it, and that's usually a draw. But
1: well, and that's the thing. I, I I don't know whether. And, and it was hard for me to kind of, we, we only got this question quite late in the day today, so I was really racking my brain because so I had mm. to do a bit of Googling to see what films around the 90s. This was 94, I believe. Um, and the problem is, there had been, um, so around the same sort of time, might have been a couple of years after, there was a Mortal Kombat live action, which I thought was actually really good. I don't know I don't again know whether you that... Yeah, um, the the problem at the time was the manga Street Fighter film was incredible and then there was an animated Mortal Kombat film, which I got, and it was awful in comparison. But it wasn't yeah. manga anyway. But And then you had the live actions and the live actions were actually the opposite. So the Mortal Kombat one wasn't that bad. Street Fighter, watching it back now, yeah, is, is awful. But I'm guessing around the time, 94, so I would have been like seven or eight, I would have probably thought at the time that wasn't that bad Um, and the other one actually came out the year before and again I think we talked about this just recently Super Mario Bros movie again Mm. I probably would have loved that at the time but again it's one that's been slated over the years Um, Bob Hoskins actually
0: said it's the worst film he ever made it's awful isn't it when an actor says that but yeah. I, I think with both of those, though, what went wrong in in my mind with both? Not saying, I've not seen either of them, but they don't look like the original thing. Like mm. when you look at that Super Mario film, if someone took the title off and said, "Here's a film, what is it?" I, you'd be hard pressed, I think. But and it's it's a tall skinny guy and a short fat guy. But would you immediately think that's Super Mario because they don't mm. look like the Mario brothers? And the same with Street Fighter. It, it's stylistically just very different. And that's what's iconic about Street Fighter is the is all the characters, but they sort of messed around well, with it a bit.
1: In interesting. When I was reading up about Super Mario Bros, again, something I, w- I wasn't aware of, is that at the time, the directors and the producers and all that of the movie, there was a big kind of behind-the-scenes debate about how the film was going to be made. Because I think mm-hmm. from the gaming side they wanted it to be more kind of um soft around the edges and family friendly yeah. whereas the the director of the movie he wanted it to be a bit more gritty and a bit darker and that's where there was this a conflict
0: why would you it's want ridiculous. Mario
1: to gritty yeah but that was the conflict of interest and then yeah. this is what was produced it's kind of like really
0: messy yeah such a shame isn't it um, were there any that, that you happens. thought yeah there were some films that I thought of but I will still stand to for some of them that I still think they're pretty good films if you know what I mean but I can understand if someone says no they're terrible Police Academy like the entire Police Academy franchise I love absolutely yeah. love and like for the the earlier ones were quite adult Then I think probably when I was younger, I I probably quite liked those because they were like, I don't know, they were spying on the girls in the showers or or whatever. And that was a bit odd, you know, Mm. for for a a younger boy to to see. And so it's like, oh, wow, what, what are they doing? But in the later ones were just funny, like the guy. Um, I can't. Remember, what was his name? The guy who did the does um, all like the sound effect thing. The sound effects now. I can't. I can't remember the the thingy. But and like Hightower and and like all those uh, characters. The guy who he just wants to shoot everyone. And yeah. I, I just thought they were such cool characters. But I mean, now watching Beckham, they, they're pretty shoddy films, especially when you get to I don't know what is it, like six or they they made loads of them, didn't they? they did but at the time yeah. they were so so cool i i absolutely loved those films um yeah the, the other one that i thought of as well which i think is is bad now for for the one clear reason in the short circuit films like at the time mm. i thought short circuit show. was brilliant and you know, johnny five and a robot and all of that interaction but now looking at it sort of with today's eyes it's got Fisher Stevens blacked up to be an Indian, like, character. Yeah. And you just think, why would they do that? Like, why would you... Why would that enter your head that that was a cool idea, that he would paint his face brown and put on an accent to be an Indian character? Why don't you... As a Indian... youngster, we
1: didn't notice that.
0: You didn't, you didn't even notice that. We're too naive, well, yeah. I think at the time, I probably didn't know who Fisher Stevens was. It was only until yeah. I saw him in later films... And thought, hang yeah. on, that's that's the guy at a short circuit, isn't it? That's that's a bit odd. But why would you either like surely get an Indian guy to do it or don't have him as an Indian guy? Like why it's it's a really easy solution. Mm. Who would think to do it? But so I think that, that has tainted those films now. It's not one that yeah. you're probably necessarily gonna see coming up because in in you know, through modern outlook it's it's just not okay to to do the the other ones i wrote on there which i sort of agree but i don't sort of agree with um i think films like the naked gun films uh at the time again i absolutely loved naked gun i loved airplane and all all the ones but i can't remember the guys who did all those films um but having seen bits of them in recent years it's probably not as funny as it was when I was, you know, ten, well, uh, or whatever it was when it came out. You know,
1: a, a similar one to them, more in the modern day. I mean, when we, when when I was in my kind of it would have been late, <laughs> mm, probably late nineties, um, were the scary movie films because mm. they were a slapstick version of horror films. Yeah. And scary movies set it say all off because then you had you had a few of them. I think there was two or three scary movies, which again at the time you were wetting yourself because it was again it was taking the mick out of them ones that were these epic horror movies. Yeah. But then they started making things like there was one they I think called Epic Movie. And there was yeah. and it was all it was all a chain of these kind of
0: it, the it just got really bad. Yeah. That's it. But there's so many, I think the thing is, I was thinking as well, there was a film I actually watched really recently. And I think it is one of those films that falls into a... um, People probably won't ever remember it and probably won't ever watch it, to be honest. There's a film called The Last Starfighter, which I loved. Mm. When I was young, I absolutely loved this film because it's about... uh, a boy who, he lives in a trailer park, he's probably in his late teens, he's not got a lot going for him, he, he has to support his mum and and his brother and, and stuff. Um, but he is really good at this arcade game that they have in this trailer park. And it turns out that the arcade game is basically a training simulator for this alien planet, for their fighter pilots, for their spaceships. I remember you telling me about this. He he gets like he's playing this, and then one night this guy turns up and says, "We need you because you've got to defend our our you know race or or whatever it is." And they take him off to space and that, and like the special effects were a bit dodgy. And I think it's eighty four or eighty five. It's quite an old film. And so it would have been very close to sort of Tron and that. So the, the effects are quite like Tron. You, you can tell, like, they've taken the influences from it. But it's really patchy story. The characters are all a bit, like, rip off Star Wars. And, and you know, it, it's got its problems. But I loved it. And I still love it. I watched it recently, probably for the first time in 30 years, watching this thing. And thought, oh, wow, this is, this is so cool. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it, and that's because, good. that that's great more when you memory, can you know it, that yeah. I associate with watching it
1: yeah definitely and I think for all the films and I think there's fewer films that you can watch back now and go that's not not that yeah. good is it I think exactly. there's more I mean we were only talking about back, you know Back to the Future and things like that the other day which which I'm sure. going to re-watch them films yeah. are just you know absolute epics mm, um, finally
0: uh, yeah I think they work really well as well because they're odd. A lot of the, um, particularly in the 80s films, the 80s kid films, a lot of those are a little bit odd. Like The, the yeah. whole concept of star, um, of um, Back to the Future is a weird one. You know, he has to go back in time and make sure that his um, parents fall in... Well, no, he goes back in time for a different reason but then gets sort of uh, caught up with making his parents fall in love again because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time yeah. and, and things like that and his mother's coming on to him and you know that that that's that sort of weird it's weird yeah exactly then you you think well it's, it's really odd looking it through adult eyes, but it makes sense when you're younger yeah um yeah and and you don't get in like the goonies uh, films like that which watching now and they're quite adult a lot of the bits in that but you know, they're they're saving their their house basically by finding hidden pirate treasures so the developers don't take it over. Like stuff yeah. like that. It's just they're just really unique stories. And I, I think you don't the, the stories now are a bit obvious. Like they have to be copy through. and paste, aren't they? It has to be for an international market and everyone understands it and so it's a bit sort of, you know, basic. A film that like I watched in the last couple of days, um, it's a film that I, I haven't seen for a very long while, but I, I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith. Um, you know, I love Mallrats and and uh, things like that he's done. But in in '99, he did a film called Dogma, yeah. um, which I, and I don't think is. Yeah, so it's it's got a really strong cast. It's got Ben Ben Affleck and Matt Damon mm-hmm. um, in it. And he's got Chris Rock in it as well. Um, Alan Rickman. Um, hmm. Alanis Morris set is in it as well. Like, uh, there, there are all these really, uh, sort of, uh, yeah, it is, especially in the characters she plays, is is very odd as well. But it's, <laughs> and the weird thing about it is that the whole premise in the story is about the Bible, it's, it's basically yeah. all about religion, and, and it's a real hard sell. Like, you sit there and you're concentrating because they're going through. Like, referring to all these elements in the Bible and how, like, one's the prophet and she's, you know, got to stop this thing from happening and, like, restoring faith in the Catholic Church. But I, I just find it... Like some people would probably watch that and think, this is dreadful. Give me more rats. yeah. You know, I want to see, mm. um, you know, Silent Bob uh, pretend to be Batman or whatever he does in that. But it's... I, I just love it. it. There's something about it I find intriguing because it's about religion. And I think it's so... It's shown how good Kevin Smith can write. He, I think, he's he's a bit like Tarantino. He likes all the like, you know, sort of um, dialogue in there. It's just a weird film, and that's why I like mm. it because it's a weird film. You know, it's about two angels um, that want to basically get back into heaven because they've been banished to like, eternally live on on Earth, and mm. they found this loophole um, to enable them to do it. And yeah. this average person, has, uh, this lady, is picked to stop this from happening. And she meets all these people along the way. Yeah. I think I awesome. remember watching that
1: years ago. I haven't seen it for years. It'll be one that I have yeah. to um, probably have a refresher. Because he done, there was a few, wasn't Dude, Where's My Car? One of his films as well. No, I don't think so. Might be on me no, mixed was, up with a
0: different one. Yeah. Kevin Smith did more rats. He did you know, Jan, Silent Bob. Um, Jay and Silent series.
1: Bob, sorry. That's what I was yeah. thinking of. Because Jay and um, Silent
0: Bobber in all of his films. Um, as and people
1: questioned whether it was like a sequel or a prequel with Dogma. But there was no connection, was there?
0: With the rest of them, no. Hmm. Apart from Jay and Silent Bob were in it. But they Being were... in it, yeah. Nearing pretty much all of his films and they pretty much play the same thing. Like Silent Bob doesn't talk and Jay just spouts off about getting laid and being stoned for the whole <laughs> that's it that's, and that's it. he does that's it? Yeah. they both do but even in that there are some bits in that you think oh like some of the things that Jay says now like, oh, oh yeah oh god yeah, yeah. That, some of those bits but I guess you can think that's exactly who he's supposed to be is is, yeah. is you know the thing it's not that he's promoting it it's just he's that really bad he's not a bad person but he, he comes across as a really bad person. Mm.
1: Well, there you go. We've given Mark some, um, some good films gone bad and some good films that are still good. So, um, thanks again, Mark, for your latest question. Um, well, I think that about wraps it up for this week. Um,
0: Oh, Matt's got something. No, because there was one more thing that has happened in last 24 hours I mm. was just going to touch upon that. It does fit into nostalgia, but it's still a new thing, which is. Do you remember? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. So, yeah, there's us talking about all these old films and the DC fandom, is it, is yeah, it called? It was, yeah, was.
1: This year's one, um, the event.
0: It, the big event, loads of stuff. I mean, we were, we'll mm. touch upon it on a different show, all the other things which were really exciting that they showed, um, which. To be honest, as restored my faith in DC films, there are so many of those things I saw and thought, that looks brilliant. That looks absolutely brilliant. I can't wait for that. And it's been a while. Um, Still didn't watch the Aquaman stuff because I can take your leave. I think that that was only behind
1: the scenes stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, that does an appeal, but the important thing and the thing that fits in with nostalgia is there was a, a trailer for—is it called the Flash? The, the Flash movie, yes, yeah, the standalone yeah. Flash movie, yeah. Um, and it's been rumored for a while that um, Michael Keaton is is going to be in it, and you get a little glimpse, don't you? A little little yeah, tease just
1: of the back of his head, yeah, Keaton. But but you you can tell, can't you, just from the the even the look of the
0: the. He's, He's a very upright Batman, isn't he? Yeah, but I no, just even
1: him. even his, his cow or whatever you call it is it just yeah. it looks like Keaton's one, um, yeah. and even that's from behind, so um, yeah. no weird way. Um, but it's gonna be. The, the, I think the premise of the story is that with the Flash being able to travel on different timelines or multiverses is, and is all that,
0: Michael Keaton narrating it. Is that his voice throughout the whole thing? I not uh, I'd have to watch that back. He, Yeah, so that's what I thought, uh, but I wasn't quite sure. But he—that's what he says, doesn't he? Like you—you you have the ability to go wherever you wanted. But why, why did you? Doesn't it say like why did you end up here or? Hmm. Or some, I, I like need to—I need to kind
1: of look into it because I've watched the flat—the Flash series on on Sky One or the the CW series as it is. Um, And there was loads to that. And I got really into it. But then I lost a bit of touch with it. It it kind of went in a weird way. There was crossovers with other shows, Arrow and things like that. And I kind of fell out of love with it. Um, So I'm intrigued to see what they do on a storyline for the movie. And this Mm. is obviously coming off the back of Justice League and things like that. Um, But yeah, I'm intrigued to see what they do. Because there's kind of the flash and... Maybe two other versions of him, or two other flashes. Yeah,
0: so it yeah. suggests a bit that they've been in different um,
1: multiverses. Yeah, 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 that's it. And then, and then, obviously, gone to see if if Michael Keaton's Batman will, because mm. they ask him, "Are you in?" Something like that. Um, yeah, that's it. There's the tease at the end with um, with one of them about to kind of pull the. The robe off of the the Batmobile, which I believe is going to be that Batmobile from his version of Batman, which was, was that The Batman?
0: No, no, it's just called Batman. Batman. Oh, yeah, The Batman is
1: the latest one, which we'll talk about soon. Mm, Um, Yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting. We did talk about it a little while ago because I think it was revealed. I think we might have done a post and given our opinions on Michael getting come back because he's your favorite, isn't he?
0: Um, one off yeah, I, he, he's he's the man that got me into Batman. So you know, I'm forever thankful for that. Um, I I, I love him as an actor I, as well. There are there are so many roles that he's he's done, and he just adds. There's just something about him. He's one of those actors. There's something about him. He's he's really good at being crazy. Like he's he's just got that. That, that little thing like Jackie Brown is a film again 90s film Jackie Brown I think is a hugely underrated Quentin Tarantino film it's like he's I was describing the other day as the thoughtful Tarantino film like mm. you've got the violence you've got the swearing and stuff but the core story is it's almost like a love story and you know, Jackie's mm. like such a beaten down character and it's her in her own way trying to make herself good Michael Keaton's the police. uh, No, he's the he's he's a officer of some sort. Where's he from? He's I can't remember what what he's from, but um, yeah, he's in that and plays a a great character. And of course, he's in the well. You've just reminded me of a film that he's in that I need to watch.
1: It's been on my list for ages and highly recommend, which is Birdman.
0: Yeah, see, I remember when that came out and thought that looks really awesome, and I've never seen it. And it's meant to be really good, isn't it? Write that, that one down. one um, down. <laughs> we'll look for it on that, Amazon or other or selling... Other internet places. Shops. Um, <laughs> the, the, the other film, which, again, is a real odd one of his, and we're digressing on to Michael Keaton, but he did a show a, a, a film about uh, McDonald's. So it's tying into Mac and me a, a little bit about the founders of mcdonald's I, I i can't remember what it's called it's the... but basically it's the story of the beginning of mcdonald's and how mcdonald's went from a very small restaurant with two brothers to the huge empire that it is now and it was the basically the product of this one man and michael keaton plays this guy who was a Sort of a washed up traveling salesman who saw an opportunity and
2: by yes, I, I less than that. honest
0: ways made his you know made mcdonald's the the success he's at and it's brilliant and again it's another film that i think that went quite under the radar at the time and i wish i um could remember what it was called but that is, that is well it. worth checking out and that's showing him again he's, he's just such a, a clever actor Um, with these things I was just going to (laughs) say
1: thanks for listening to our Michael Keaton special Um,
0: that's it (laughs) part 2 will be next week
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think um, potentially do a live next week um, if if we can and um, we will talk about the other trailers from the DC fandom and we'll get your thoughts on it ask us questions about it when we're on next week um, but until then, make sure you check out all the different uh, places you can find us. They're all listed above, along the bottom on the um, ticker. Um, yeah, so check us out. Watch the video. If you are watching, and we know if you are watching, hit that subscribe button. Um, you know you want to. So uh, we're nearly at 100. I think we're up to 96 or 97 now. It wow. could be. So
0: thank you, fact, get your friends. Yeah, get your mum, get, get your nan,
1: to. anyone. If you
0: set your nan up a Gmail account, get a following us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Set up um, another
0: Gmail account yourself. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, it um. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Don't you don't need to use it. Just follow right. us um, and, we, we, and hit the it's, subscribe. It's
0: all about the numbers.
1: Yeah, we're not we're not that bothered, but do it. No, um, no. But until then, I've been James. He's been Matt. And thank you for watching and listening.
0: Goodbye. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as we did. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future episodes.
1: Yeah, and you can also follow us on all social media. So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok.